0: Welcome to the first episode of our new program, The Round Table. My name is Jackson Meredith, and uh, it should be a fun bunch today. We're going to go around a little bit and introduce ourselves. My name is Monty, and I am here. Present.
1: <laughs> I'm here
0: to add to the population of the little community.
1: <laughs>
0: My name is Ron Kurtenbach. And I, well, well, we'll talk about We we'll we'll identify about ourselves in yeah. the first of our conversation. Yeah. And this is the first of a, our new series of programs, a weekly two-hour program, where we just get a bunch of people around the recorder and just talk for two hours.
1: Mm. Good concept.
0: This is kind of a special show, our pilot episode of sorts, because we're here with with Ron Curtinbaum. We're well, we writers, though. Writers <laughs> stripe, are on strike. We are.
1: speaking our own voices.
0: It's, it's true. But uh, you know, our special guest today is is Ron Kurtenbach, and we're here huddling, shivering a little bit in his in his living room here, with the, without any heat. What you,
1: it's probably
0: about 32 degrees around there. Well, it's warming up. It feels warmer, warmer outside. Compared to what it's
1: been. Yeah. Yeah, Does anyone
0: like frozen orange
1: juice?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I'm very uh, honored to be invited to be part of your group this time. Mm-hmm. I wish you great success Ooh. in your project. It sounds like a progressive uh, um, creation. This is just this is something that really means a lot to the yeah. four of us because we really wouldn't be here without you, Ron. You mean all your years on the public access channel, I mean that was that's how I mean, that I was, was a funny point. Okay, I, like. yeah. ah, I brought you the, the guys together. I, wrote, so I, have a, I have a website. Well, when I started Blunk Radio, it was an FM pirate. Uh. And, um, I had something on my website about about you, and I had a link to what was it? I had a link to your Wikipedia article. Somebody had written a Wikipedia article. Oh, and he I he found the link the original Lunk Radio website because I had done a Google search for you. Is that right? Uh, what year was this? This is about, about, about a year and a half ago. Yeah, uh, I see. You know, Wikipedia is banned in China. was prohibited it wow. because really? of the. Uh, the Fulham Dong uh, oh, uh, entry. Cult. So they, there's certain articles the that just don't mm-hmm. want to be- Do You can you that a cult? From what I know about, it, it sounds like a cult yeah. kind <laughs> of uh, just it's group. It's so 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 like and by the way, li- the, the, the Wikipedia article on you, Ron, um, actually refers to your show as Ron World. So uh, I, don't, I don't know if be <laughs> I don't know if you have a problem with that. Yeah, yeah. the so like like, best right? was Revolution right? Televised. That yeah. was that's, yeah. well, that's from the, uh, the Gil Scott Heron okay. Thank it has some other names too. Spindrift gazes, which is from Hart uh, Crane's poem, yeah. and uh, uh, tiger there, burning tiger bright. Tiger burning bright from William Blake, his poem. Yeah, those were examples. I used to do a show on KZUM called More Than All Things Considered. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to do all things considered? Are you going to have? I think we'll have something similar, but really all things considered or some things considered. They, they said at one point in that show that. We, did, we didn't. We didn't you how long it would get to all things considered. That's what they <laughs> said on, on NPR. It was <laughs> the unconsidered. The inconsiderate George Bush. <laughs> but anyway, I, I hope your project is, is very successful. It sounds like you're you've done your tests and you're underway. You'll be uh, broadcasting uh, soon. Yes. Or Yeah. More of a narrow. Yeah. Animated, <laughs> yes. uh, we're going to Yeah, on the internet. So, uh, yeah right, that's fantastic. You know, you know, that's worldwide, so you're worldwide, and you're very local, and you're also worldwide. But, so, uh, that's I that, uh, like no, I don't no, that's yeah. really, uh, like we're, not, we're not actually, I don't think we've developed any plans for what we're going to be yeah, We I've not wondering how we're going to that, do That's this. the immediate goal after all of the... It, is it very expensive to run an internet radio station? Does it take It's more? not. Um, Basically, you just have to buy the software, but you have to have a pretty good internet connection, which is hard to come by. I, I think even cable uh, internet connections can be kind of spoiled. after uh, doing it, doing it yourself, otherwise you pay a lot of money or have to have a lot of technical skills, so you may have to find a, a middle path. Yeah. Uh, well, I think <laughs> you can do that also. It's uh, tremendous. Our, our main means for now of getting our message out would we'll just be there. We're and I hope you do a video of your, like this round table, yeah. and then put it on the access channel. This would be a wonderful way to uh, duplicate Yeah, once, once we get the radio underway, I mean, we can do a lot of follow-up work and maybe yeah. take up some other channels. So Lincoln has more than one community radio station. We do now. Now, in <laughs> case I'm going to make a correction, they're gonna have well, to. He, he do them. <laughs> I would actually do. suggest if they don't do it, I'd suggest picketing the stage. This is a way to publicize your own station yeah. too. But uh, I would. Uh, I, I don't want to sound too bitter, but I am bitter. Well, you have yeah, a lot of right
1: to, to be.
0: we into that. I little bit. At, I was kind. Of, I was kind of nervous about coming here and talking to like the founder of KZM because I'm. <laughs> I, I know. I'm, I'm. I'm not actually. all, I'm not. I mean. Andrew and Jackson could probably attest that I'm not exactly a very big fan of KC in its current state. So it's actually it's the, the sounds began the way you're beginning. Yeah. Very informal, very open, experimental, and it's become more and more contrived and narrowed yeah. and compromised. So we just need to make yeah. sure we don't get subverted like like as you said, like they did. I think it was subversion. Yeah. I think that's a fair do you, do you want to talk a little more about the early days of K C U M? We had a pretty cold studio. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: it was really much like <laughs> this, yeah. We, we, uh, I think we were actually we were in the basement of the old open harvest at uh, Randolph and Jay. Really? The building's torn down though, I think. And that's where we were and we started, We like people would come in and do uh, programs dedicated to Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> lots of open, free-form talk, uh, experimental kinds of music, a lot of music that was neglected on the other radio stations, <laughs> it was a coalition, kind of a left coalition. Yeah. And then over time, some people were kind of empire builders and they wanted to make it more professional, they wanted to make it less uh, abrasive. Uh, for example, at one point at KZM, when we had underwriting announcements, we said the preceding underwriting announcement does not imply an endorsement of the underwriter. like <laughs> 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 it. We needed the support, but we didn't want to be co-opted. But then they got rid of that because they thought they man- the new management. That, was basically, that was basically my when you, when you guys were talking about like <laughs> getting names, like. And that that's really, That's really the only thing I could think of to do would be like if we're gonna if we're gonna do that, like we're gonna at least make it explicit that, you know, we mm-hmm. we're doing it because we need to. For for KDM was started by more of like leftist kind of It had a leftist beginning. Yeah. I can say I found it because I remember going to organizing meetings yeah. and I was the only person there. Oh no really one came. <laughs> I would wait for half an hour, no one came and then I'd yeah. try again. So that. But that's the way that's the way it began—a kind of a, a loose coalition. It's actually, people coming out of the anti-war Vietnam movement, mm-hmm. the uh, Open Harvest, which has also become kind of corporatized too. Yeah. I think too narrow. It used to be Open Harvest published a left-wing newsletter and had a bulletin board, and then it started to worry about losing conservative customers, and so yeah. they started to closet that. So this yeah. is a, a fairly common pattern of the, the assimilation of. Of leftist uh, institutions into the larger capitalist structure, and I think that's, to a large extent, it's happened with KZUN. It's become kind of NPR-ish, uh, but it and, and doesn't have the free-spiritedness that it began with, because some people got involved and wanted to use the station for commercial purposes. They wanted like Scott Colburn. Uh, Colburn.
1: <laughs>
0: he was, he was, was one Was he Colburn. <laughs> <laughs> and he 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 was he was uh, later on he was broadcasting this insufferable new age music <laughs> <laughs> from the way home record in a bookstore, which is unhappily in you know, the bomb. This could be a sign that. Nebraska is moving forward. When that store fails, Nebraska rises. Yeah, and <laughs> all <Christ> and <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but, but, so he he uh, would play this music on his uh, program, and then he handed out a, a list of the uh, of the uh, music with the name of the store, saying, "Listen to this. Listen to my program. It's also on uh, an Omaha station. Write down the album." and then come to my store and buy it. He actually had that. And I came across one of these, and I went on the radio and started uh, criticizing him, exploiting the station. And his response was, stop Curtinbach from talking about me because this is a personal attack. We can't have this kind of discussion. And then it went on from there to... uh, I was Actually, I was suspended for one month for saying that. And I figured occasionally
1: when I...
0: That's the way, that's the way, but before that, there'd been an election that was, uh, canceled. Programming board election was canceled, uh, because they didn't want me to be elected until they had a new election. This sounds very familiar. (coughs) And, and I was protesting this at a programming board meeting, and one of the board members was there, and he told me to shut up. And, it was a, and I said, I have the right to speak. He came rushing across the room, punched me in the face several times. He eventually went to jail for this for, I think, a, a few weeks. And but the station, the management, the board of directors did not lift a finger to deal with this. So I probably should have resigned then, but I wanted—I thought uh, I should continue the struggle. So I on. Did your aid at all during? Oh, and actually, two two people did pull yeah. him back, but the board of directors didn't do anything against this board member in terms of his involvement with yeah. the station. Yeah. And they said, "Well, in the future, we'll have a way of handling this, yeah. but we don't really know what to do when someone's assaulted."
1: Yeah. It was <laughs> just like they're
0: washing their hands of it. And yeah. oh, just want to go ahead and be like. ADLM, the home of people who punch people <laughs> in the
1: face. <picture. laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, uh, it sets a pretty bad tone in uh, a yeah. free speech project when someone gets away with punching someone. So what is for why, why did this guy have a violent outburst? Oh, he had some problems in the first place. Mm-hmm. and. He was part of the cancellation of the election, and I think he may have felt some guilt. He's no longer involved, I think, so. No, actually, since he, he died a few uh, years ago. But he was a he was a friend of mine, but I I felt the obligation to criticize him and the others for engaging in corrupt activities. So and then it went on to the Scott colbert matter, and I was suspended. And then it went on to, um, he works at NPR, um is the ice cream uh, that is named after? Uh, I should have known, I should have remembered him a main name. Maine, but he was an NPR uh, reporter out of Philadelphia, for then he came back here. And um, uh, Marty, Marty Wells, mm-hmm. Marty Wells is his name, and he published a statement saying that KZUM has to have more coherence, less uh, edginess we should have more control over what goes on on the radio. And so I, he put this on a bulletin board, yeah. and I read this on my program. I had a talk show on Sunday night, which was supposed to always be there for free expression, criticism on the station and things. So I read it, and um, he said I should not be permitted to read things from the bulletin board. Yeah. <clears throat> so they, start, they established a policy, the programming board, saying uh, the bulletin board cannot be read on the radio. And so then I <coughs> I paraphrased with her. <laughs> then they came up with a rule, and this is really, I think, maybe unique in the world. They have a rule against paraphrasing.
1: <laughs>
0: no paraphrasing. So I, under protest, I stopped paraphrasing. Then I started talking, st- talking about the policy of repression from the programming board. Uh-huh. Then the, the rule was no on-air talk of policies and politics of the station. Complete gag rule. Mm-hmm. And it's really ironic because a few years ago at Pacifica, KPFA, mm-hmm. they went through the same kind of struggle. And uh, luckily the, the workers won. Yeah. But in my case, uh, they, I, they did not win. The volunteers lost. And <laughs> I, but I should say, earlier on there was a time when I was talking about this kind of activity on my Sunday night show. I said, uh, the board of directors is really taking advantage of the station, exploiting the station. The board of directors is fucking over. I mean, I said, I said it this way. Before I say this, I should. Oh, say, Due the, to the mature content, listener discretion is advised. That's the rule we had. Yeah. Like I said the station is being fucked over by the board of directors. So maybe you should play this yeah. late at night to <laughs> avoid the FCC. But I, I don't <laughs> know what the rule is now. I think we. Should, I mean, because, because it's put, well, it's put into a certain of context But I think even then there is this. Uh, you ought to double check this yeah. to make sure you because they're looking for an excuse to shut yeah. you down. Oh, yeah. So you yeah, should yeah, be prudent about one of our worries too. Yeah. Is that you know. Especially the corporate media isn't doing really like a message, and they probably gonna try to find any way they can. To mm-hmm. That's gonna give you it. lots of underwriting money yeah. <laughs> to out you now. <laughs> so, so that but I, that went to the programming to the um, board of directors to see if I should be expelled for saying yeah. they were fucking over the station. And they uh, they they set up a board. This is after the assault. They set up a board to deal with such controversies, and this board they chose said that I acted within the rules. Mm-hmm. So I prevailed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, they got rid of that provision and said the board of directors decides everything, including <laughs> programming, and they became like the all-powerful. So body. it became Constable. very hierarchical. Very hierarchical. Yeah. The people's yeah. of uh, <laughs> broadcasting quality. Yeah, I'm, I'm not against your group having a hierarchy, yeah. but make sure that it's a coherent, progressive group yeah. that isn't subverted by the kind of people who are I think kind I think of, of my right? I mean, just us, mostly yeah. just because we're we're we're, we're together, together the two. most. My <laughs> You're listening to totalitarian radio. <laughs> my,
1: my, vision, we,
0: my vision, also with uh, our other groups, was uh, to organize in as much as possible in hierarchical yeah. uh, fashion, so we can small like democracy, like, a, like an affinity group, an Athenian democracy where everyone's equal. We all get the same. But as you expand, things. excuse me, as you expand, yeah. how do you make sure that the integrity that you yeah. have now will be protected and That's you don't have people that involved? That's a very good question. We only uh, have to have the only vague answer I have for that is to be extremely careful how we expand. Well, no, what I had in mind is, okay, That's good. This, this, this station is a leftist radio station because that voice isn't heard elsewhere yeah. in, in Lincoln or in other places. I mean. So as long as we have that in our mission statement, that Unity this, is mission. Pur- this is the purpose of the station, then we can, you know, with that purpose, we can bar certain individuals from or programming from the station because this is the, the mission of the station. But what if you get a Stalinist, le- a Stalinist leftist, yeah, Ooh, authoritarian? True. This happened with the Lincoln Gazette. Mm-hmm. It used to be very accessible and very open as a newspaper. And we actually so know a couple of Yeah, those, we do. So. <laughs> They're in North Carolina. I don't <laughs> like that. We know a couple of Stalinists, actually. Oh, so. you do? Yeah, Yeah. well, this is a very... Uh, th- this group that got involved did really say they were trying to take over them. The newspaper, but they were, they, they thought, I, I had more of a nonviolent approach, and they thought I was squeamish about violence, mm-hmm. and I also wanted to have an open letters policy so we'd have dissent, and they started shutting the paper down and making it more and more sectarian, mm-hmm. and uh, then we had a schism. Of course, with your situation, you could have a schism and someone could start another station really mm-hmm. easily. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. different because there was just this one frequency, we got, yeah. so we're sort of thrown in together. And it became a, uh, kind of a it it's, it's a bigger deal, I think also you're doing a radio station of that scale or you have to pay for licensing and all all of that those yeah. hurdles yeah. too and it's there's, there's, it's i mean what we're doing obviously it has much less power in any conventional sense, but it's also very liberating that we mm. to do it legally unlicensed to be doing this legally and doing it in such a way where there there, there aren't large sums of money to be yeah. raised. I think in some ways KZUM declined because it became more powerful with wattage well, and a larger project. That You know, seems to- I, you know I, was, I was even thinking of this the
2: other day where it's just, I mean, KZUM has sort of devolved into a, an NPR
0: clone. And I just can't help but wonder, I mean, just materially, how does that not happen when KZUM invariably has to end up behaving like NPR, has to be soliciting money. People and there's a certain type of person that's going to contribute money yeah, to the radio. Yeah. Paid staff, then there's pressure to compromise. And we didn't start with a paid staff; it was all voluntary, So the budget was very low. And then there is this sort of self-interested group within the station who was prepared to make compromises. I, if they were leftist and committed to the project, that's one thing. But they, I think, they compromised the vision of the of the station. It just sort of seems to me that no matter where you're coming from, if your conditions require you to walk like a duck, require you to talk or rather quack
2: like a duck, before long you're going to turn into a duck.
1: Yeah, well, I
0: think that's the way the capitalist system works. It co-ops all kinds of projects. Yeah, and that's also kind of how it happens with this whole... uh, the lesser of the evils thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, with like, this is all we have. Yes. So maybe if we go this way, then maybe we can make some progress. But at the, the moment, the moment somebody gets that, then suddenly, then suddenly it's like, they're, they're, That's it. I mean, that's that's sort of the thing that mm-hmm. sort of notes. You know, the ruling class tends to tolerate. You know, all sorts of rebelliousness as long as it's within mm-hmm. the established rules of the system. I mean, it was, if you play by their rules, eventually you're going to lose the game or you're going to turn yeah. into one of them. And Marcus, that's the whole point. Marcuse said it's uh, repressive tolerance. It gives the illusion of free speech, but it's really a way to vent schemes, just vent frustration mm-hmm. rather than uh, cause change. So how are you going to avoid just being a venting off of, of people's spleens? Hopefully we can inspire other people to become active and help us and, and change things. We certainly mm-hmm. like this radio station I mean for now. I mean, it's, I mean, it's just mainly for us. I mean, it's a radio broadcast that will play punk rock. You can't hear punk rock anywhere else in Lincoln, not reliably at least. You know, be able to have a jukebox that we would actually enjoy and people like us would enjoy put on our own talk programs that speak our minds and just invite others of like mind to do the same. But, I mean, in the long run,
2: I mean, I think we have designed them making this a, a sort of a, a hub of communication and of
0: networking for activism in the community. Uh, it really, it's a very, very community's
1: It's very dead. It's, just, it's almost non There's
0: <laughs> actually a fair number of activists in this town and there are a number of networks but they are all decidedly, they're left liberal networks. And they're all, I mean, they're connected through these NGOs, which are basically tentacles of the Democratic Party. Yeah, this is a, problem. what were you going to say? I think we're, sorry, I think we're going to draw more and more people out of the woodwork. I mean, when you talk about <coughs> the liberal NGOs, people are, kind of defeated, and they have nothing really substantial to join, mm-hmm. so you really have to get out there and people get to people. Mm-hmm. People are mm-hmm. losing faith in, in the Democratic Party, and Cindy Sheehan, she was pretty much Democratic party one. she said she quit the Democratic Party because she's a, a anti-war activist, and she said that you know, she weren't doing anything. She's anything. basically Green Party, yeah. though. Yeah, are you willing to be an avant gardist kind of uh, group to really be at the leading edge of uh, radical change? I, I would say uh, well, that that might be an aspiration, but I mean, we're just—I mean, at this point, I mean, we're just—we're just four members of, of the rank and file yeah. who just—you know—got this idea and pooled a little money for the antenna, and that's really the only thing separating us from you today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a little recruitment. It could be you. I mean, that's one thing we should be doing. I think is, I mean, I think it's important to know. I mean, we have we've had a lot of people come to our meetings and go. I mean, they're just they're shocked that we're doing this. Shocked. I mean, they're just. I mean, they're so surprised because they think they need thousands of dollars. Oh really? They think, they think they need thousands of dollars and a couple of lawyers to launch a radio station.
1: Um. And
0: if you want to launch a KZUM type radio station. That's pretty much true, because I mean, but they don't realize that there's this other option. What or we're doing. Go do into an internet station, really yeah. inexpensive. There's, there's a lot of that. I and mean, I mean, they're, they're trying to remove those options by policing music more. Yeah. Know, as far as yeah. sort of radio goes, mm. I mean, podcasting, as far as just talking to people, you can kind of do that. Mm.
2: But I, I think that's that part of the capitalist system is hidden opportunity. The people don't know about these.
1: Things. If, you, if, you, if, you, if you cut off the spectrum, then
0: people aren't aware of people. aren't aware that they can do something like like what we're doing. A Mark 15 radio station. It's just, I mean, we do. We shock people, interested people in radio, when we tell them that we launched this station on a thousand dollars. Hmm. I mean that's not too bad if you have three or four people who have jobs that's not that's not too much of a burden to overcome. Right, that's a modest kind yeah. of expense, I and that's, that's where we come from. The real expense is the labor and time involved, rather than yeah. Money. oh yeah, that's the most the
1: labor theory of value here
0: <laughs> <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> right, let's get back to your question: how to avoid uh, subversion by Stalinists or.
1: A uh, a liberal liberal business yeah. who, <laughs> I
0: a, who I have, I a personal <laughs> hatred of. <laughs> I, I, I really, I don't know. I mean, I suppose I, I, suppose I could be like the Fred Phelps of radical leftism, <laughs> because just because I, 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 have an extremely low tolerance for like leftist, you know, leftist. I You don't want to know that. Yeah, <laughs> oh,
1: Fred, Fred Phelps.
0: He's a notorious religious right preacher. The Kansas preacher. From Kansas? So Kansas preacher. So is he a businessman, or oh. he's a lawyer, but he's a lawyer, really, and a preacher. Yeah, walking, he's a preacher. He's so expensive. Yeah. Well, under- yeah. under- yeah. under- yeah. I only, I only, because, 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 of, because he, he is so, uh, he is so, he is so myopic with his, with his, with his idea of, of what, uh, with his vision. Yeah, they attack gays at their funeral. Yes. Yeah. Oh,
1: sweet.
0: In the name of Jesus, it's just ugly, repugnant. Yeah. So, are you wanting to have a conversation between, especially between your group and your listeners, and and to keep? Oh, you are going to the move Colin the
2: Colin show. Yeah.
0: But are you wanting the society to move to some higher level of, of being and consciousness of, of structure? Well, we certainly want, isn't it? I mean, we certainly want to encourage people to to get active and to use their voices. We do. I mean, the, the sort of the limitation of radio, the way it's made up, is that it's sort of a it's sort of a I mean, it's, it's part of the sort of spectator entertainment sort of thing. we you know, we want to make it as interactive as possible hmm. with email and uh, instant yeah. messaging and phones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, it sounds exciting. Yeah. With, uh, People having portable phones and ways of reaching each other really uh, readily. And people people ask us. I mean, you know, what what does it take to put a program on? And you know, if if you have a show that's in line with what we want to accomplish as a group, then we just take programming. Mm-hmm. I mean, quality programming is its own end. It's, it's what kind of programs would you say you're looking for? Music or talk? I mean, it's pretty. I think pretty I think, yeah, I think well, exactly they, like what. What what is the spectrum of ideology? that's... Yeah. the spectrum of ideology. Would that be about right? I I, I think someone could do a bird a, a bird watching show mm-hmm. in a creative way that has implications uh, for pro- but uh, are you worried about certain topics? You want to stay away from gardening shows. You don't want to any. Certain topics, or are you open to yeah. anything human? But it has to be a great kind of program. Well, what it, are you looking for? I mean, it's hard to say too. But I mean, you know, with, with emphasis in some actors courses, the, the importance of eating locally. You're trying to re- reduce carbon mm-hmm. footprint by not eating vegetation you can grow in your backyard and having it imported from Chile and buying wow. it at the supermarket. Mm-hmm. I mean. There's there's a certain radicalism in teaching people how to grow their own food in the backyard too. Mm. Mostly <laughs> one of our shows. Mostly I think <laughs> our, our emphasis is on on material that just is not available anywhere else. It's just, mm. I mean it's, I mean we could do a, a bird watching show or a gardening show, but it'd have to be you know it'd have to be something that that an audience can an audience can get from it that they wouldn't get from
1: Home and garden. It's hard to say because there are
0: some of those sort of home and garden sort of things. Those tend to be very dull programs. But for anyone who would be interested in tackling the subject, if you can make it exciting and accessible to particularly young voices, that would be much appreciated. I need to pause right here. We're going to pause for station identification. (laughs) You're listening to Lunk Radio 1580. AM Lincoln's Underground Network www.lunkradio.org You were saying wrong. Oh, so do you have actually do IDs? Yeah, yeah. Well, every hour. He actually rehearsed that uh, exact same thing yesterday. You have yeah. so a commercial good. sounding voice.
1: <laughs> 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 I, I do. I would say. Well, people
0: have been telling the bank on it since middle school. <laughs> you, it's, a, it's a nice hobby. You, you rehearsed that right down to the to the part where you go and you were saying wrong. <laughs> I was I was listening to a show on KZI. It, uh, it was a gardening show, mm-hmm. and a person who knows a lot about birds was on. And he was really smart and knew a lot about the nature of birding. But he has he sells birdseed. And he used his, his appearance on the show the to sell the store. Yeah. And it just took away all of the wonder of, uh, he, he was mentioning his stores and you had a certain is kind of seed and other kinds of seed. And this is true about other kinds of seed probably, but he was, he was sort of subtly promoting yeah small business and that and was going on. And it and took that, away from the whole thing. And that's really a tough thing, and especially... You know, you know, a lot of, particularly a lot of left liberals are really vulnerable to those sort of petty bourgeois, where they really don't yeah. think there's a problem with that. Scott Colburn did that a long time. When you, co- I mean, when, when when I mean, when you spend your whole life being indoctrinated into a system of how just how things mm-hmm. are, <laughs> just how the world works, and you know, you can have any opinion you have as long as it com- as long as it conforms to how this works. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, in a capitalist society, it's a predatory mm-hmm. mindset, and you look at everything, how can you leverage this for your personal benefit? Yeah. I mean, it's not about well, a awesome. congregation to the project. Mm-hmm. And I think in the extension from how we're trying to keep commercial interests out of this, we're, we're not going to allow people to have projects where they personally benefit off of them as the mm-hmm. At the expense of the project, like on uh, early K Z U M Lam, some people were they were in a band and they played music from their band. Yeah, and they have a calendar of when they're going to be there. Yeah. So this became really insidious, and uh, and those are I mean, those are those are tough things on where to draw the line too. I mean, if you, I mean, we've had some interested people come to us who are musicians and they want to play their own music. I mean.
1: The it's a question of, yeah, the question, the, of it's know, the
0: question of whether they want to be a part a part of what we're doing yeah. or they're just selling themselves. Yeah. That's and that's, and so that's kind of a sense. tough line to draw too. Sometimes it is ambiguous. So it's true. I mean I, I really have nothing against local businesses. I just it's it's a fine line to walk mm-hmm. if you're trying to promote
2: better alternatives, but you don't want to be selling to people either.
0: Yeah. This could you could run advertising on your program on your Station, right? There's no, this isn't a non-commercial uh, project, so but how are you planning on funding this? Though. What's your funding method? We out of
1: pocket. We have money. We have money, and
0: then <laughs> we spend <laughs> it. <laughs>
1: but
0: we just actually such kind. We, we. I don't think we want to deal with anything like that. I mean, Are you guys thinking about anything? Any, I want to avoid I any. I mean, it's, I mean, it's in the, on the first level, it's just kind of cheesy and distasteful to have that sort of NPR, KZUM, holding your listenership okay. hostage twice, mm-hmm. twice a year. Uh, do you have coffee mug? <laughs> if, if, people, if, people, <laughs> if people want to donate, we would accept the donations, but <laughs> the, I, we're not going to do not gonna pledge get, drives. We're so not going to do pledge drives. We're not going to hijack programming. for we turn then. down money from a, a corporation, a big corporation? Um do we, oh, well, know we accept it, but we use it to... To just attack that corporation.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I was just going to say, like, I oh, yeah. mean, yeah yeah. they could be
0: completely free to give us money, but we're not giving them anything back. But we're I mean, we're, no we're still right. going to go on the air and say we just got this money from this horribly corrupt. You guys exploit
1: workers.
0: And, <laughs> yeah. and they gave us this time of money to the union. Yeah. That's really funny. Stop exploiting your workers. It's funny as the the anarchist pop band Chumbawamba. And oh, yeah. They had a huge, huge hit here in the United States a few years ago. Something, Chou- yeah, something, Chou- yeah. something. And uh, one of the car companies, one of the American auto corporations, paid them to use the song in a commercial. And they happily took the money and then committed it to a nonprofit group committed to banning automobiles. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I think it was
0: C-O-R-P-Watch. C-O-R-P-watch. I, I, or, yeah. I, I think Digable I Planets did that. I mean, it it it, can, it, can, it also comes down. to, I mean, there's certain things that you just have to do in order to just exist in the world. Yeah, that you got, you, that you have to, you have to do things. Mm-hmm. But would you like to become a paid paid workers, or are you going to keep your expenses very low as a matter keep of? the money? expenses, Try low, to I mean, continue to do this just as a volunteer service. This station is for the working class, and and we 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 have a tough time trying to. Get money from people that are already being exploited yeah. and don't have a lot of money I mean, to you know, spend. You know
1: that—that's the
0: other thing about you know, you know why we don't want to do these sort of KZUM and type fundraiser drives is that I mean once you get dependent on those, you start becoming dependent upon the same sort of listeners that keep those stations. What about a concert or right having a music concert? No. That's, that's definitely an option. When I had the pirate station, I, I did that to raise funds for veteran and parents. That, mm. you
1: know, and it didn't
0: raise a lot of money. And anything. you brought up merchandise. I mean, we could definitely sell t-shirt t-shirt. things shirts yeah. to, mm. you know, benefit the station. Mm. I mean, we may eventually get into bumper stickers, t-shirts, those sort of things where we basically just show that our station mm. exists and do yeah. that.
1: Mm. What is your
0: vision? How would you describe yourselves politically? Maybe we could go around the, the circle and you could say well, where you're coming with that, politically. Yeah, that's very interesting. Interesting. Well, I suppose I suppose the roughest thing you can come up with for me is a, a libertarian, a small l, libertarian,
1: communist,
0: small c, small l, small c. Mm. It's kind of thing you'd have to use, you know, compound words and stuff to this extent, that it's just you
2: say you say communist and people think, oh, like the Soviet Union, comrade.
1: <laughs> and
2: no. No, that's not what I mean.
1: Hmm.
2: So you have anarchist
0: tendencies as a communist? Definitely. So you're basically a communist but with anarchist tendencies?
2: I don't think there's any fundamental contradiction between
0: anarchism they, and communism. Other than an emphasis on I mean, an- anarchism is a pursuit of of ending hierarchy, abolishing the state. Well, I mean, communism is a matter of, you know, ending wage slavery, abolishing yeah. capital. Also, the ends are an attempt at a classless society. I mean, I've angered many people saying that <laughs> essentially Marx was an anarchist when he's trying to achieve the same thing through different means. But does there have to be a collective period to, to struggle for this anarchism? Well, is is those, collectivity necessary? Those, those are certain, well, those are questions to pursue, I mean, at, at the most basic. I mean, communism is about classlessness. Well, you can't
2: really have classlessness under a yeah. state. Yeah. And anarchism is about
0: statelessness, and you're never going to be without a state as long as you have classes. You, you oh, were talking uh, no, You, were, you were talking earlier about subversion by Stalinists, and that's, that's basically what happened to, I'd say, the communist movements of the 20th century, is that they mm-hmm. were subverted by authoritarians. I mean, this, they started out as movements for a classical society to uh, equal the, the playing field and everybody would would be equal in society. Yes. And then it, mm-hmm. it was taken over and, and um, there's that uh, there's that, that yeah. combination to being sabotaged by the yeah. United States, yeah. Yeah. Well, like the external pressure as well. That's true. Well, I, I think any any pursuit of self governance is perceived as a power vacuum by anyone that wants to you know. Pers- pursue that sort of opportunist uh, capability. How would you describe your politics, your, your philosophy? Uh, my my politics are, are similar along along the lines of what Jackson said. I mean, I'd say that I'm a, a Marxist, and I don't think that that's really that different than, than the anarchist position. I mean, people just disagree on, on the means, and the variance between uh, one anarchist to another, the one Marxist to another, you can be much more different. And still be in within the, in the same title. Yeah. Okay. But is this a time for organization before the achievement of a classless society? Is anarchists like for example in the the Spanish Civil War, mm-hmm. some of the anarchists would get in a tank and they just. Drive out, and, uh, and they would be sh- they would be destroyed because they weren't organized with others. Yeah. is this is there a need for a certain uh, collectivity? Well, that de- or unless the society could ever be achieved. Definitely, with military. I think even anarchists accept that in in warfare or battles there needs to be a hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there needs to, to be a, a military structure. I, th- I, th- I, think, I think the requirement there then it needs to understand exactly why there is are yeah. requiring. you are know, basically forced into it. I mean, you know, not actually do anything. I mean, when it sort of comes down to for me, as far as you know, anarchism being about eliminating authority, I tend to use Chomsky's definition. Where he talks about, well, he de- he doesn't oppose authority. He doesn't oppose hierarchy. He he opposes unjustifiable. Authority, unjustifiable mm-hmm. hierarchy, and as far as he's concerned, there is an opportunity, even a legitimate opportunity, to be a to be an authority on something. But the burden of proof is on the would-be authority to prove why.
1: And I think mm-hmm.
0: I think it would go back to democracy. In order to have a democratic system, there has to be education. Everyone has to understand the justification of this authority. I mean, it's on them to do that, but people have to understand it. I mean, to be a participant and to submit to an authority, you have to understand why. Why are are we doing this? Why is this person in charge of this particular matter or or dealing with this? There can be leaders, but not rulers, not people that exercise more power, but people that just kind of take the lead. Mm -hmm. I have experience in this area and and, and, uh, I have more knowledge. So, yeah, they, they call that the like. sapiential authority, yeah. the authority of knowledge, mm-hmm. as opposed to the authority of just being in a position that's like Nixon I'm yeah. the president, that yeah. they saying, I'm the decider. Yeah. He doesn't have the right yeah. to decide because he's unreasonable. I'd say that's kind of the definition of a ruler, just kind of someone who annexes the authority and just takes the, yeah. the power I really feel that we elect yeah. uh, quasi-dictators in, in the United States what it feels like to me, we don't exercise a lot of power, we take one rich person to govern us.
1: You <laughs> know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the beauty of the
0: American democratic system in 2004, as we got to decide which which rich white man from a rich white family from the same
2: Yale fraternity would be our, that's our that's president in the next four true. years. But,
0: but now, we, for now we have a black guy and a woman. Let see everything apart i guess <laughs> <laughs> what, what is your political point of view oh boy, i i i guess the, the biggest difference between jack both jackson and andrew is the level of optimism <laughs> i guess I and mean, I'm, I'm probably the most cynical and i guess nihilistic it doesn't mean i i mean i i i i i agree with, with everything both of the about both of um have kind of said is it, it, it's uh uh it's just... He just doesn't see it happening. Well, I don't see it happening, but at the same time, uh, the, the only uh, actively, actively opposing capitalism in particular is really is the only way that really, really actively struggling against it is uh, the only actual way uh, to not conform to it. So you have no real choice in this matter. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you have to do this in, in in a way. I mean, I I feel that I have to in order to stay ideologically consistent with myself. So nihilism can be a form of creativity. I suppose so. Well, I mean, there is a certain school of. I mean, it's almost sort of I I don't even know my philosophy terribly mm-hmm. but there's, so a,
1: nihilism. I mean, there's a sort of
0: there's a sort of left nihilism which says, I mean, there is no meaning in life, and that's why we need to get busy and create our own meaning. But you no know the problem problems. with existentialism. You know, the problem with you know conventional nihilism versus this. You know the conventional nihilism is that it doesn't take the second step. Well, there is no meaning. That's why we need to create and create our own. Do you think you're creating something meaningful here with this project? I think so. that's certainly the intention. Yeah. <laughs> and you know I I kind of agree in some ways with Monty that there there is no possibility with within this. I'm not. Gr- I, I'm honestly. I mean, okay. I, I'm
1: glad that I have.
0: I'm glad that I have like. I guess J- Jackson's the most optimistic. I mean, I'm, I'm glad I ha- I'm glad I have him around just because he keeps <laughs> me from killing myself. With <laughs> better keep him as a friend. Yeah, I, I, I need I, I need that hope. I guess to, to, just to just in order to keep myself going because because you know if I, I mean, if, if I either I mean if I either commit suicide or or if I go if I just get so fed up with the world and how it's working I go. I go and like go and live off on my own in some isolated island somewhere. <laughs> I mean, even I mean even that is conforming because the system the system wants someone like me to just go. If live. you, if you yeah. won't conform to the system, please please leave. Yes. If you don't love this country, move to Canada that, that, move to China that move by, to Russia. That by extension is conforming. Yes. That, that's one of the rules of it. You know? Because you feel an control. obligation to resist. an obligation. I feel an obligation to. Uh, my conception of human decency as I know it, choose, say, and do this. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny, I mean, it's the way uh, I mean, Che Guevara was once quoted as noting that he was, that he was envious of, of American leftists because we are living in the belly of the beast. Right. Now William Bloom, the author William Bloom, was very, very good. He takes that a step further and goes and says that it is our duty to give this, to give this bastard an ulcer. <laughs> If I may inject some cynicism that, if you stay stay in the belly of the beast too long, you get dissolved by the acid. You'll get
2: acid. We risk getting digested. That's true. I think George
0: Bush is a dry drunk, that he's really uh, a very unhappy man. Mm -hmm. He's resentful and uh, in some ways, even though he's not drinking a lot, for drinking he's still self-destructive and destructive to others. Well, I, I see every you know when I go to downtown Lincoln, I see what happens. People who don't play the game, they drop out of selling their labor. You end up right. on the street, and then the only the only place you have to go is the charity. Mm. And then they try to indoctrinate you with and even further. Far technology. from that, before. Yeah. That's right. Mm. But I, to get back to my point, I was saying that there there isn't a lot of hope at this point in this society, and like Jackson was saying, you don't have anything unless you make something. I mean, you, and to go back to your point about, about I guess, sort of rising class awareness, you have, to, you have to build something out of a community, and no, you can't just all huddle into a tank and <laughs> out and attack the, the system. It doesn't work. Well, what happens then? Is that you get you get a crazy nut and oh my god we need to we need to be more strict with with these people and they're, they're terrorists and they're saying, oh my god yeah right. you know? You're an ideological terrorists <laughs> sorry right. but that's that's the great thing about the term terrorist you can just sort of
2: apply it wherever you you feel it fits that's why we have a
0: war on terror today. Yeah. <laughs> Which will go on much forever? Yes. Yeah, it'll,
1: yeah. it'll, it'll go, you
0: know, it'll it'll go on. For it will go on. And I mean, everybody thinks all we need to do is get a Democrat. Oh, my God, we'll just be... We've got to get rid of Bush <laughs> and get a good <laughs> old Democrat, man. Right. And everything will be fine. Or Ron Paul. He's extremely popular, and that pisses me
1: off. Oh, on. man. Cause
0: that's frightening. He has capitalism in its pure concentrated form. He's a con man. He wants to get rid of all social re- welfare programs and he just yeah. thinks that, you know, capitalism, you know, the invisible hand will just take care of everything. Yeah. It's almost like a theological type belief. An yeah, absolute like, disaster. Yeah. Well, Ron, Ron Paul does have severe theological inclinations. Oh, yeah, he wants to get rid of abortion because he believes in the concept of a soul and he, he believes in... Yeah. Um, if you read that article, he thinks that church has more power than the state. He's a racist, too. I right? mean, have you Did you ever read the... The article he wrote about um, he said in washington in, d c in
2: washington d c you know washington d c is mostly black, and the problem with that is that only about five percent of blacks are kind of intelligent
0: are intelligent of political are politically intelligent yeah. politically yeah. responsive and he said about ninety five percent of them are criminal <laughs> Wow, and the thing is though, is that he is extremely popular among oh yeah among among mm-hmm. Left-wing people. Well, what the thing is, in he's left-wing. Oh, what yeah. Well, like, well, the thing is, people that would normally call themselves socially liberal. Well, the thing is that he's got a, a position against the war that's almost
2: as aggressive as Kasich's, yeah. and that's what really—that's what a lot of progressives are really into. Uh, it's
0: though, it's a Trojan horse. He uses—he uses—you uh you know—the hip drug marijuana. He's oh, I'm for legalization. Yeah, but because he wants to legalize another yeah, big one. I think he just gets on these bandwagons because he he wanted to drum up support for his campaign. Well, I mean, he really he really taps into this this this, uh, this culturally widespread attitude of you know screw everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am just way too cool to. To ever be a part of anything ever, I am me and I am above. Color. Yeah. And that, that seems to be the social be, Darwinist. Type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we basically should all be free to fuck each other over. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's about as far as it's true about libertarianism is that he's a social Darwinist. Yeah, and that's that's also very very compatible with the religious aspects. Of why the, why the, should uh, I have to, to pay money to help uh, other human beings? Yeah, exactly. It's my
1: money. I earned it.
0: You know, persons who went to public school and on public roads. Oh, yeah. It's funny that I'm saying this because of you know, how I am, but you know, this idea this idea that you should be free to just divorce yourself from, from any kind of uh, uh solidarity with any humans anywhere except except you and the immediate people that you care about is uh doesn't lead to good things. I think sure. it's a form of selfishness, extreme yeah. selfishness. I think that's right. I mean I think it's the antithesis of our consciousness as a species. I mean we're a social species. We're supposed to take care of other people. That's how we survive in this world. Well it's just the system the 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 general uh System of, of the way uh, the way it's constructed, it, it, it pits people of the same class against each other by design. We're supposed to we're supposed to hate our, our all my neighbor Joe. Oh, he's such an asshole. And you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's very much designed to uh, to uh, pit us against each other. Yeah, we're you're competing for too few jobs. It turns yes. us into yes, than we are. You you're hearing stories about. You know, maybe, you know, maybe your neighbor down the street licenses his car in a rural county to evade the Lancaster County wheel tax, which is a very regressive tax. Mm-hmm. You know, you talked about it, that for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And then the people up the street said, well, I had to pay that damn wheel tax, and then they basically rat the guy out, <laughs> you know. Rather than protest the wheel tax. Rather than <laughs> protest the wheel tax, you know, rat on, rat on the guy. He was smart enough to do a stick. To him, yeah. yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, that's a very, that's a very good example of, of, of how a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. It's just like you, 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 like I hate you because you know because of this perceived idea that you know well, we have. I mean, we have this sort of resentment, this sort of anger toward I mean, how how we get screwed in this society.
2: And the thing is, you can't tell your boss how you really feel about her. You know, you can't tell your landlord how big a dick he is. You can't do that. You know, you really can't. And so what happens is, I mean, people sort of bottle it up. And you know, some of them, you know, probably with a boot abuse. You know, you know, you
1: can't you can't, children, you can't, you can't, you can't,
0: you can't, you can't, you can't slap your boss. You can go home and slap your wife around, and that's what they do. Yeah. Well, people are often abused psychologically at their workplace. Mm-hmm. I mean, just demeaning, uh, being ordered around, and, and and underpaid and underappreciated. I mean, it'll it'll wear on you. Well, in the workplace, people are put put in a situation where basically it's extremely like you you need to screw everyone else over so you can get a promotion. Yeah. you better you better be on your you better be on uh, a you better be on the ball and be planning how you're gonna planning uh, planning your plan of action and you know how you're gonna get ahead. You know. Well, I mean, it what amazes me is just like the lack of solidarity. When someone's upset that they're being just screwed by the system. And yet they, they turn around and play by the rules. I mean, I think it baffles. Attack other workers exactly.
1: I think a lot of people aren't
0: aware of how much the society affects their consciousness. They think that yeah. they decide these things themselves, yeah. and they don't understand. The source of the what are your political... Well, we haven't done We haven't oh, done. Done. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll say it's Ron. Are we calling about Ian? Uh, that's Ian. That's <laughs> my That's a student oh, I think I actually used your real name. Oh, it doesn't. I my real name, <laughs> <laughs>
1: too. I, 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 I wasn't even aware
0: that we <laughs> were trying to be anonymous. Uh, uh, spoke uh, the uh, uh, Ian is yeah. <laughs> terrified of losing his job, and apparently that's an actual real threat. Right? You yeah, work for a die-hard Republican. Yeah, it? and I I suspect that I've lost a job in the past due to... Yeah. Other yeah. people yeah. have yeah. too. It yeah. feels like you need a good union. Yeah, I think you're lucky if you know your your um, employer's position. If you yeah. know if you have a possibility of losing your job, you can take it for granted and then you could lose a job, or you could furthermore not be applicable for a job, yeah. especially yeah. if you're, I think you're but, uh, Yeah, Ian. Oh, uh, I, I consider myself personally to be an anarchist. I am I, um, pragmatically a social democrat. I, I think that um, societies need to sort of slowly evolve or, or progress to a more egalitarian form. Um, I, I, I guess I could say I've lost hope in, in the idea of revolution, and I don't know, I'm trying to get that back but uh, i'm I'm undecided politically every every project I've ever been involved in I always try to organize in a non hierarchical fashion try to keep keep uh in in um in accordance with my ideals and in, and I, that's the way I prefer you know a collective like we are that's, mm. that's the way I prefer things to be around
1: mm. but
0: I have a hard time imagining how to transform you know, this, a society as large as the United States or, or an entire country into a libertarian, socialist, or anarchist type of society. I, I don't know, by any other means, besides the violent revolution, I, I don't know if that's even anything that's remotely possible. Well, I, I don't think we're actually going to get to the revolution, but, but even <laughs> time, I mean, there's, no, there's, there's unfortunately no question that there's going to be violence. Yeah. 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 and eventually I mean, they're just going to just roll out the tanks they, sure. you know. well, that's, that's where I think it's misleading to say that there's a, a violent revolution because you start to try to take back the means of production and violence is committed upon you yeah. violent revolution makes it sound like it's an act of aggression yes and it's it's not really. I mean, if you just try to use the resources that are available, you will have violence committed upon you. now yeah, the right wing often calls leftists, uh, persons involved in class warfare. Mm-hmm. It's really the ruling class at war with oh, ordinary yeah. people. Oh, yeah. we got to defend, our gotta defend ourselves. Yeah. I was going to mention that, just sort of the abstraction that capitalism is when you have people competing for jobs just so that they can basically give away their labor to, to survive. Mm-hmm. and. In, in that fact their storehouse is full of food and goods and everything mm-hmm. you need, yet you're you're rapidly competing against other people just for these sparse slots, so you mm-hmm. can have meager possessions. Mm-hmm.
1: So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've
0: been called a lifestylist before and I suppose that label could... Uh, yeah. A lifestylist? Yeah. Like, I would have like
1: done it.
0: Basically that, um, that I'm, I'm not... It's not true. I, I do try to do revolutionary, make revolutionary changes, but a is basically is someone who leads an anarchist lifestyle, but they, they're not actively involved oh. in the struggle.
1: So well, it for doesn't reason, really apply to
0: me, but I've had that. I've been called that. I mean, you'd, mm-hmm. for this, you'd want to pick on a, maybe like an animal rights sort of person. A li- an animal rights lifestyleist would be someone who maybe practices a strict vegan diet and it may be very judgmental and harsh toward other people who don't share the diet, but isn't necessarily engaged in any activism against the uh, mm. corporate agriculture. Chris Hill was a vegetarian, I <laughs> think. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot Which doesn't make vegetarianism <laughs> bad. <but>. <laughs> you <laughs> like dogs, too. I, <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I can imagine that, for one thing,
1: it's much healthier to be a vegetarian.
0: I, mean, I guess. To go into that, I, I don't, you know, uh, this, I- this idea that you're that you're uh, you're not participating in abuse, animal abuse, or mm-hmm. but in, but, but, I mean, there is that, but I mean, like, I mean, it, it, are there any products that within the current system that I mean we can actually use or consume that 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 isn't at some point. A a a product of, or, of, 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 can, of 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 abuse and exploitation, yeah. and you know, you, know you have, so you have the, sort the, of the, the, the sort of the dropout sort of culture, which is sort of a lifestyleist trend. I mean, or you know, it's just pretty, well, you do you do yeah you don't mean mm-hmm.
2: you know squatting and dumpster diving for mm-hmm. your food and necessities, and just
0: just doing so instead of a spite to not be a part of the system. But at the same time, if you're spending all day scrounging to survive, you really don't have the energy for any serious mm-hmm. activism, I don't believe. Do you think global warming is requiring that we move toward vegetarianism? I think so. I, they say that the the meat industry produces more pollution than any other industry.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, I, and I don't have a specific source to cite for that, but that's what I recently read. And it's, uh, Just like physical the, yeah, the, the livestock consume... Yeah, physical waste. Well, methane, just gas, methane the, thing the, yeah. Just the transport of all the, all the livestock and things like that. And production of the corn and yeah. all the... And, uh, I, don't I don't know if that's a problem with, with just, needing uh, to be vegetarian yes. as, as it is just, uh, just the way, uh, you know, so it's, so no, no, the way, the way that animals are just, just used as, uh, well, more than that, just just the system of, this, this, the way it's produced, the way, the way the the way meat is produced. Uh, You're talking about the, tr- the well, ethics of reducing an animal to a commodity, and if it's a non-human animal, they get treated
2: all the more worse.
0: But it, yeah, but I mean there's even my like, people in third world countries. It was just, you know, just, you know, you you go and you do this and then you get a quarter. Oops. This is pause one more time for station identification. This is Lunk Radio fifteen eighty AM Lincoln's Underground Network. We're on the internet at Lunk Radio dot O-R-G. We're coming up on the end of the first hour here on the round table and if we would Introduce ourselves real quickly once again. Uh, I, I'm Brian. Who? Tryin. <laughs> <laughs> <is.
1: laughs> Very mysterious. Yeah. Here, we're signatures. You know, what's what's, what's, what's going to happen? Is that somebody's <laughs> going
0: to listen to this and they go, "Oh my <laughs> God, you're not honest." <laughs> 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 I'm not. <laughs> oh, I'm debating whether I want to, you know, use a pseudonym or not. And I just, well, but but you're, you're
1: still Ian. But I, I
0: have no problem with a pseudonym either. I, don't, I mean, just uh, like Ian was saying, just a generic pseudonym. Pseudonym can't say it. Pseudonym like Warren or something that actually. But I don't.
2: That's what I'll go with.
0: Warren. Yeah. Ian and Warren. My name is Ron Kurtbusch. That's my. Uh, <laughs> he's real honest about it. Are you really Ron
1: Kurtbusch? <laughs> <laughs> Because
0: you, you were saying that you, you, I don't remember years ago, you were saying that. At
1: a well. no, double? No. Your voice is your only name. Peter Fonda. But <laughs> 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 so, so
0: I, I'm Peter Fonda, actually. It, and you are? I am Monty, and I don't know if I should give my last name. Well, Let's you listen. don't have to. I'm Jackson Meredith. I'm not ashamed to get my my full name out. Ah. So I
1: suppose con- I have a little more.
0: confidence <laughs> about it because I work for but the. So so the, the, the All letters themselves, though, so for your project, are you supposed to say the the letters? Maybe you should say the letters. It was designed to be one word. It's lunk. Lunk. They're yeah. not official call letters, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so we so t- of the Mississippi. They're supposed to be in uh, case. Yeah. Oh, well. And then the East was... Uh, the yeah, came, and so uh, the K and the other, yeah. Beast, yeah. And, um, I never liked KZLM. It sounds too hulky. Zoom. K-boom. Yeah, I never... Or so. well, it be called uh, K-R-C-K. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they were against it, so forget it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: joking. I never suggested that. <laughs> we're getting <beginning laughs> back to
0: the animal, right? rights. animal rights yeah, I know so right. the token, ra- uh, token animal rights activist.
1: Yeah, I have a very nuanced
0: opinion when it comes to animal rights and I'm I'm in between animal welfare and animal rights. I'd, I'd say I lean more towards animal rights, uh, I think that You have to
2: define those a little bit. I think
0: animals do have a right to be treated with respect and I, I'm against vivisection. I think that even if something benefits the human race, we can't compromise ethics
2: no vivisection. Ever.
0: vivisection. Um how would you experiment on drugs uh, to see if they're safe? That, that's, you'd have to do experimental trials on, on people, I suppose, to use computer models and things like that. Completely, you're an absolute... Escape.
1: Yeah, I, I like to, uh, well,
0: it's hard to imagine a situation where I would be... How about problems. a heart transplant? Would that have been done first uh, on a human or on a dog? I, I would still be against it, even if, even if it benefits people. I mean, I just don't know how to justify putting an animal through abject Sufferings through horrible pain in in, in, in the same that because of hey so The other point I was going to make is that the livestock are eating up all of the grain that humans could be consuming. So vegetarianism in that way it could help save the planet. we have a problem with it, so. Yeah. We'll definitely be a solution. Uh, if we people uh, of we, we have two intersecting I issues, issues here. The
1: issues that are
0: intersecting are the efficiency or inefficiency, if you will, of eating meat and the ethics of eating meat. Yeah. I yeah. know those are two separate issues. And but I'm
1: not against eating meat.
0: I would eat meat if I hunted against factory farming no. conditions. And that's right. There I you should. go. That's not exactly what, what I was about The ethical is. vegetarian. Let's, let's introduce our, uh, our new And if you want to sit in with us.
1: <laughs> Have a seat, <seen>
0: Jack. Yes.
1: <laughs> 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 Jackson
0: on the, program, the other program, too, the Access Channel. Have a I'll get another chair. Warmer, <laughs> 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 We're just lucky. This is uh, an interview. A <laughs> round table. This <laughs> is our <laughs> new show for our... Uh, we so should ask Jack some of these questions, too. So this show is called The Round yeah. the 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 chair The Round we're not actually around the Table. Jack, as far as new uh we have an AM radio station, low-power AM radio station, and this is a show called uh, The Round Table. We get together and we discuss anything. Said, Jack was rejected at KZLM, so really, this is a perfect uh, situation. Yeah, but that's course, 20 years, you know. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about 20-year-old stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So right no, now we're. Uh, no, I thought you were a newsletter. I just haven't read it yet. I have a car. Oh it. yeah. No, yeah, I thought an article in Humanist Magazine this month on the, on the, on the war um, and the best argument, I, I I saw the withdrawal tonight or tomorrow night from Iraq and of course uh, there's another great book out of Barnes and Noble. Uh, discussing the uh, myth of the uh, Just War, the Good War, World War II, the Greatest Generation and all the
1: oh, yeah. propaganda mm-hmm. things,
2: uh, including uh, Sergeant Ryan and, and Naked of the Dead, and uh, of course Jim Jones was the great uh, Thin Red Line, the great about um, post, what is it, post uh, distress, uh, what is the syndrome, of syndrome. Yeah. and the guy who wrote the book, uh, was uh, horribly wounded by shrapnel, and he was part of the young kids who were being trained to occupy Japan and Germany, but because of some adverse uh, battles, uh, they were thrown into old uh, divisions in Europe with no experience and no training and no friends. They didn't have their buddies that they went to camp with, training camp with.
0: So World War II wasn't really the noble war that they make
2: it out to be? Well, I, I only had one professor over the yeah. uh, uh, 40 years that I ran into that talk about that. And he did a study, of course, of um, the East uh, Michigan State Prison, where um, three stories of prisoners were by the middle, all they could do is they couldn't look out and look at each other. But uh, that was the only professor over the years that I heard that disparaged the propaganda of World War II, because that's what I grew up in.
0: So be also beyond the fact that the United States was absolutely perfectly fine with Hitler for a very long time oh, yeah. Yeah. before he actually got into the war. So how, how long was it that the United States just put up with Hitler? One more war like, four, it, it was until, right. it was until the Pearl Harbor. Yeah, December It's confusing when you say the the war started. I mean, I guess it's acts of aggression. Okay turned into a world war. Well, before, before it was, I guess, kind I guess, yeah. uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's a superficial thing.
2: Exactly. That's
0: what I was referring. To. So so you know, he was talking about the relationship of the Holocaust,
2: back mm-hmm. uh, to our aerial bombing of civilians. Yeah. yeah, that they're directly related. except we don't have to deal with strategic bombing, collateral civilian damage.
0: I mean, it's, it's interesting to talk about like the, the Nuremberg tribunals after the war too, because. Because the the war crimes were specifically defined along the lines of what did Germany do that we didn't, and there was even at, at its most you know I mean, you know
2: you know high altitude bombing of civilian populations was not a war crime because the United States and Britain took advantage of that tactic far more aggressively than the Germans There's
1: did.
0: There was a
2: lot of that kind of thing with Saddam.
0: <laughs> You know, the thing is, at its its most glaring, is basically there was a a German U-boat commander, a submarine commander, who was on trial for torpedoing civilian ships. And in his defense, he brought out American submarine commanders who testified, well, yeah, we did the same exact thing. And that defense got him off. The charges were cleared.
1: Mm -hmm. It wasn't
0: a crime. It was victor's had taken part in it, too.
1: Well, they even, even
0: beyond it. that, it's not a crime that America does, it. a period. So how do we get George Bush to the world courts like uh, <laughs> other war criminals? We were thinking about arresting Nixon during the war in Vietnam, but we couldn't get the handcuffs on him. Ed- it. Ed-
2: that's, yeah. what it is. That's, that's what true to me, what happened to our anti-war movement. We had great anti-war movement, and it ended
0: up in the scene of and there hasn't but millions of people demonstrated against the war in Vietnam. So it, and it, to, it, 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 it's it's we it, compared it, to the uh, war in Vietnam. Well, it just disintegrated. Like, it disintegrated in 2004 because the Democratic Party liquidated its anti-war movement into vote for John Kerry. John yeah, Kerry was a war mom... Everything that ever has promise seems to get... So get it co opted by the mainstream Democrats for some reason. Well, to to regress a little bit <laughs> the <laughs> weapons <laughs> point, I mean <laughs> well, there, there are <laughs> there <vast, laughs> are just check on Ben. There, <laughs> uh, there are vast exceptions as well because talking about nuclear policy, I mean, we can have nuclear weapons, other people can't. Yeah. <laughs> and because we know what we're
1: doing. We're the world
0: police and we should be justified in having you know, somehow, weapons. Somehow, Iran is a threat to us if they have one nuclear weapon when we have 10,000 and we're also the only nation in world history that's actually used them. Hard, taking us back to World War II, obviously. <laughs> How many J- Japanese civilians were killed? 200,000? I think it was A couple hundred thousand. Yeah, and thousands. that was just instantly. Uh, the ones that were killed yeah. later on, in the children you. that were born due, due to the Was that, Was that all just chopped up? the and All of it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's how many civilians were killed. And um, in uh, the Agent Orange, the how many people were killed by that is millions. Well, they weren't killed by Agent Orange, parents the, pois- the poisoning, like the, the infants that were born with deformities. Uh, yeah, both the well, same, same thing is true with radiation. Radiation sickness. I mean, I don't know the numbers, but I wouldn't be shocked if those. So this uranium o- Over the years, yeah, I mean, yeah. anyone that continues to live in that situation is going to suffer. Can you guys feel on your feet?
2: A little bit. Just a question
1: A little bit. Well, how many
2: hours is this radio show on?
1: <laughs>
2: this is a, a two-hour program. We are an hour and ten minutes into it. Yeah. And they can call in and ask you questions. Not so much for this program. That would
0: be the other show. That would be the other show. The other there's a show, the show specifically... The other show? <laughs> Always. <The other laughs> <shows>. Once you <laughs> get started there's going to lots of comments from people, and you can read, uh, remarks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and give
1: her an the answering
0: machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how we're going to deal with all of the shit we're going to get, because there's going to be a lot of... I mean, just from... Ask from, from you, From you. Yeah, from I, I, actually watch, I actually started watching the show in the mid-90s. Ah. Uh. And uh, that's how that's how I got... And that's, that's how... I got interested in. Do you you call call occasionally? Huh? Didn't you call in occasionally? Oh, did you? No, no. Okay. I don't.
1: Not really. No. We should
0: call uh, in once or twice. Mm -hmm. Ah, good. But uh, I don't not really remember what we talked about. You, yeah. You, uh, you, you, you taught at my high school in like the late nineties, Northeast. Yeah, you, yeah. Think, you know, I I met you at oh, Google. January? Meeting I, I, I I just I just saw that you were there. I didn't go up to you just cause, uh, cause cause I I don't uh, have a good idea, idea. what this yeah. <laughs> well hello is okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not yeah. you're a rocket. I yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <And> Mr. <laughs> Mr Baker invited you to our classroom and you spoke at oh. our classroom. Oh Michael Michael Baker who got fired by we can public school. Well, they won't but, talk about what happened. I know. We well, got a gag order on him. How did he accept that? Though? I, I don't understand this case. It's well, I'm sure it probably a expect- in pension. Yeah, he's he had blackmailed into it. I'm sure. But what were they wanting him not to say? Yeah, no, in we'll, terms we'll, of his his termination, I, I suppose. Like what? He was got he, was he got fired because he showed a TV show. Yeah, he showed. Yeah, I yeah, don't the lottery, the, uh, the ER. But, that, but the thing is, like, it's like that. As far as I can tell, that uh, that documentary wasn't exactly all uh, all bad. I mean, it was basically it was basically shown. <laughs> I mean,
1: it had a it had a very
2: well, moderate, was, moderate political line, and it was just it showed you know soldiers being wo- you know soldiers that were wounded.
0: You know, so know, hospital setting. Setting. Yeah. Are yeah. you supposed to get parental permission for the students before even students though I mean that's I mean that's real sketchy in LPS. I mean most teachers don't do that and it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I can never I, mean, I, I never can never move, remember yeah. having to get permission to watch anything. We watched some kind of edgy stuff. I can remember watching like I think we watched The Wall in uh, oh, you one you of my that's <laughs> and, that's why, and that's why I don't really get the picture, thing, because I mean, yeah. what he was showing was a this fairly mainstream kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, was they,
1: was the attitude
0: from a couple of people who know him was that this was sort of a last straw
2: sort of thing. It was yeah. just sort of the excuse for a, a district that mm-hmm. wanted to get rid of him for some
0: time. Which is pretty funny, because only a few months before they fired him, LPS was bragging. Because Baker had been awarded a very prestigious teaching award. And look at this very prestigious teacher we have.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and a few months later they get rid of him as the nearest excuse. And then we also watched Johnny Got His Gun, which is very graphic and oh, I never had I cannot I saw that when I was a kid and I can't watch it again because it was it was scary. Oh yeah. It, it, it was, was terrifying. Yeah. It was, it's a it was horror crazy. movie. It was yeah. just, it was straight scary. And, uh, Metallica did the the song one. Yeah. About the the movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Was it a book also? It was a novel first. Mm. So that's kind of what you I mean, I don't know if this is the case of selective enforcement of rules. Yeah. yeah. Enforce them when they want to hold them against people. Yeah. I mean, mm. most most people can slide, but if they don't like you, they don't like to slide. I was fired from a high school on the very kind of issue. I don't know if I've heard this story. Is it, is, it. It, is it the one where you wrote fuck on a thing or like I said, said the word fuck. Well, you said yeah. it? It's got to be on later <laughs> night. See, I, actually, I'm the guy from the FCC trying to get to a group to trying to explain the word fuck. Right. I'm, on, I'm honestly hoping that we can just get away with it. But I don't, I mean, you should play this later at night, though. Yeah. You should double-check this on the... But, you know, I don't, I don't know if Ron, you, you know this, but evidently the, the Public Access channel has gone back to being all day it used to be able to in the evening. Is there a fire department using it? It, it was something. I, I just knew that it used to be only on. But like it's truck still truck open like for service sure. As The, the last, time, last time I saw it, it was playing all day. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I don't know what happened. Uh-huh. It's, it's, you say it's on. It's on. It's, I it's good. Actually on. You should use it. Should use well, I taught in 1967. Um, 66-67. I taught in Ankeny, Iowa, near Des Moines. I taught uh, world history and English in a public school, and we were talking about liberalism and John Stuart Mill, and I'd been home to Wakefield, Nebraska, to um, uh, near my uh, alma mater, Wayne State College, and a teacher there uh, had said a four-letter word and been fired in part because of this, and I thought this would be a good case study for my students. I, I told them the story about this teacher who was fired for saying a four-letter word and should we defend the rights of people to say things we don't always agree with? Mm-hmm. And the uh, student raised his hands, Mr. Gurtenbach, what, what was the word that was... <laughs> 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 I think he was being a little provocative, but I think he was being also a little serious. And so I said, well, you put me in a difficult position, but I, I'll I'll take you seriously. I will take you seriously. And I and I said, I'm not saying you should do this, believe this, say this, but this is the fact. He wrote, he said this word. The word was fuck. I wrote it on the overhead projector. Crossed it out. I said, this is just a fact. And should a person be able to. They fired you over that. And then, and then the next classroom, students were coming up and they were saying, what did you say in the last class? They wanted me to say the word. Uh-huh. Just, the just, just a kid yeah. and I, and I said, I won't say it then. If you're not going to not take it seriously, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. What? So they suspended me, and I was called to the superintendent's office, into the principal's office. And The principal said, if my, some teacher had overheard me say it, he said, if my daughter would have been in your classroom, these are sophomores, he said, I would have physically assaulted you. <laughs> He never really thought of academic freedom before he thought he look into it. <laughs> and the, and the, uh, the Supreme Court, the school board, they asked me, they said, Are you part of the Berkeley Filthy Speech Movement? And I'd, I'd spoken out against the war, and there was one student whose parents were in the Birch Society, John Birch Society, okay. so there was some political pressure, too. They wanted me to pledge never to say the word again, never talk about what happened to me, my being suspended, and I said, I, I can't make a pledge like that. I, I have to use my best judgment as a teacher.
1: Uh-huh. So, so they, they, they take paid off my salary,
0: mm-hmm. my, and I, I left, I was about halfway mm-hmm. through, and then I was drafted. Well, right away they told my draft board yeah. that I was no longer a Yeah, I really teacher. have to wonder if Did such you? people aren't just targeted just because you're you and... Did you serve? Mm-hmm. Uh, I filed as a conscientious objector. Oh, really? So I was. You get status I did status. two years of yeah. alternative service in uh, in Newark and in Philadelphia. Doing what? Uh,
1: isn't it Isn't it kind uh, of a new thing?
0: Social service kind of work. It was. It was just recently that they made it that you could um, file as conscientious objector and not uh, have theological reasons. Did, did you create? I was, uh, wasn't religious. It was based on. Um, uh, life of being the most important uh, yeah. uh, concern, and so it was. Uh, right, it wasn't <laughs> religious. It was they, if, you had a, if you have a belief that's parallel to religion, yeah. that means holding something a very high regard, yeah. uh, ultimate concern, and that's. Uh, and they had a Quaker who had been. At, this was in Creighton, Nebraska, where I went. My draft board was, who had been accepted. So I was thinking they were going to say no to me, and I, I was thinking, I'm going to go to prison, and I'm going to go to Canada, I'm not going yeah. to fight the war, yeah. so I didn't have to meet that. So what, what was this alternative service like? Well, you know, the first year was in Philadelphia. I worked in a kind of settlement house in this, uh, North Philadelphia, which is a very low-income African-American part of the city, and I worked with young people, and we had a farm in the countryside for. Uh, for meetings and discussions about nonviolence and meditation and and they did some good work. And then I spent the second year as a VISTA supervisor in Newark, New Jersey. This is just after, not far after the the rebellion, I think some 30-some African Americans were killed by the police, so there's a lot of tension. And in that city uh, a policeman planted a knife on me. There. I, was, I, was, uh, I was doing some civil uh, – I had uh, – Anthony Imperiali, he's mentioned in The Sopranos sometimes. He's a white racist uh, in Newark, New Jersey. Okay. And I had seen him uh, uh, be very abusive – he was abusive to me at a, at a demonstration he was organizing against the New Jersey Civil Liberties Union. And I had talked with him about uh, – I, I said I didn't think looters should be shot and I was for civil liberties and he says to me, he
1: says, he's a very
0: large guy, big large arms, he's a karate instructor, bully. He used to look like Tony Soprano.
1: <laughs> and he,
0: says, he said, are you a student to me? And I said, no, I'm not a student. I used to be. And, and I said, well, as far as I'm concerned, looters should not be shot. And he grabbed me around the neck, started pulling me down the street. And then he had his followers, uh, paramilitaries, helmets, uniforms. And they, they were like neo-fascist, Italian neo-fascists. And then I was standing in the gutter, and he took his hand away from my throat. And he said to his follower, and he was, give me your shiv. And I got his pocket. Like He had a knife in his pocket. And I, I started walking across the street, and I was a really naive liberal. And I said, you should be able to talk about this. I wanted to have a, a race relations seminar with this Nazi, and, and then he, and then I walked off. Well, later the head of the New Jersey Civil Liberties Union came to this demonstration and was walking across the picket line, and Imperial claims he was attacked physically by the head of the New Jersey Civil Liberties Union. The head of the, the Civil Liberties Union said, no, it was Imperial, he attacked him. And I went to court and I testified about what happened to me mm-hmm. just before this uh, Civil Union executive was attacked. And so I was known to be opposed to imperiality. Well, then I thought, I'm going to go to the north northward of Newark where Italian-Americans live and try to teach them about the humanity of African-Americans. Mm-hmm. So I just informally met some students near a park and we talked about uh, Martin Luther King and sculpture of African people, and I learned about the culture. I was being a civil rights worker. Well one day, oh, I should say, that at this demonstration, uh, a New Jersey uh, Newark police officer said to me I should get out of here, get out of there, or he'd arrest me for loitering. The police were supporting imperialities repression, so I went to the North Ward and started to get to know these white kids. And, uh, one day one of the kids had been in some sort of fight and, they, they, and I was just with them and his father came out and told everyone to leave and I was just sitting on a red Honda motorcycle, 305cc motorcycle. I was just sitting on my motorcycle. I wasn't causing any trouble. And the police officer said to me, get out of here, get, leave. And I said, I'm not causing any trouble and we started having a talk. And uh, then two people pulled up who are part of the North Ward Citizens Patrol. These are Italian-Americans who beat up African-Americans and a paramilitary group. And they, they talked. And then they said, um, well, um, would you, uh, what do you think of SDS, Students for Democratic yeah. Society. They had organized in Newark, mm-hmm. and they were very hated. They were hated by the right wing. And I said, well, I'm not a member, but I was just being honest that. Yeah. It. Mm-hmm. It's getting dark. And I said, well. I'm not a member of SDS, but I, I respect SDS's struggle. They said, would you marry a black woman? I said, well, if I loved her and she loved me, I would, I would marry her. And they said, are you a hippie? I said, I'm not a hippie, but I do admire some of the ideas of the counterculture. And then I said, well, I'm the kind of man who testified against Tony Imperiality. And <laughs> he just <says, laughs> volunteers he says, a stupid doggy <laughs> <Not> person. <either. laughs> he grabs my neck, he says, you're the fucker who testified against Tony Imperiali. And then he, he put his hand down and he said to him, well, we're going to push charges against you for assault.
1: The two military fellows said,
0: let's throw him in the lake. Throw me in the lake. Yeah. Uh, and that can do something worse than that. So, mm-hmm. And then his partner pulled up, uh, police officer's partner. And, and he he said he says to me, I said, where can I press charges against you for assault? You just assaulted me. He said, where are the marks on my neck? Uh-huh. And, I, and I said, I want to see it. I, I, I'm going to press charges against you. Then he came around with the switchblade. He said, where'd you get the switchblade? So he fired a knife on me. He said, I'm going to have to arrest you for carrying a concealed deadly weapon. And so he handcuffed me and took me to jail. And uh, Leonard Wineglass was my attorney. Leonard Weinglass, who is uh, defending Mm. same. It was part of the uh, uh, Center for Constitutional Rights, William Kunstler. They had an office in Newark, and so he defended me. They eventually dropped the charges, but I did go to the FBI to testify about this civil rights problem Mm -hmm. in the north ward of Newark. And my lawyer was Rhea Bender, and I I asked her, well, has the FBI had a good record of defending civil rights workers? And she says, no, it's terrible. Mm -hmm. I later learned that she was the widow of Schwerner, one of the three civil rights workers killed in Mississippi. Michael Schwerner. She was his widow, and I didn't realize who she was, was, so that was my second year. I might as well have gone to Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right>. a <laughs> bit savour- maybe. But That was that really taught me that. More and more, I've understood that, that authority can be just flat out corrupt, just mm-hmm. unjust. It makes you wonder how much public resources are being spent harassing people on the streets.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, they still they, yeah. they still
0: have surveillance of, of peace groups, and they had elderly yeah. women. that formed a peace group and. I were in North Carolina and the FBI was, was bugging their phones and things. They had them under surveillance. These small little groups of just elderly pacifists. And they're surveilling all of these phones without legal permission. This, this, why do you think the country hasn't risen up and just thrown them out of office for this illegality? Well, the thing there's a lot of that. And then, the, the, and then there's also the thing... I was referring to before about th- this cultural, this cultural widespread attitude of uh, I'm above I'm above anything political ever. I, I can I can somehow I am better than everybody. Do affect me My ma-
1: affect
0: me. <laughs> millions of people's rights being violated it's by this tapping phone? phones? it's it's the, it's the oldest Jeez. line in
2: the book where it says if I'm not doing anything wrong, I have nothing to worry
0: about. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <to> <laughs> ridiculous naive Again, yeah I mean you, you're talking a lot about you know being a, a naive liberal and there there's there's way too much of that. there's, there's way too much of like oh why would even why would George Bush want to tap my phone yeah. yeah so with Nixon with the example of Nixon and other corrupt authorities why wouldn't people not trust Bush to tap people's phones well people, people, people don't Trump people don't trust him but but there's but there's still this misconception that uh, I don't. I don't have to do anything about it because, because I don't. I don't they don't care. Nobody. Nobody really. It, 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 it's considered a and cool to be above everything. And you, you talk about, about naive liberalism. I mean, oh, we'll we'll let the Democrat into power and that'll fix everything. And then, and then there's, there's that, that. <laughs> kind of this kind of this this kind of mm-hmm. pacifist intellectual That's, thing. It's like all we need to do is make them see the light. You know, just reason with them and. And, and then yeah. we we'll just bring them around. They should be able to talk about it. Yeah. Station yeah. yeah, ID time.
1: Station sure ID time. Station
0: This is very professional. Oh, yeah. Every 30 minutes. You're listening to LUNK Radio, 1580 AM, Lincoln's Underground Network. On the web at www.lunkradio.org. It's L-U-N-K. L-U-N-K. Small and K. In, and it's a small K. Because <laughs> yeah. it's the end of network. Yeah. Um, so basically, have, have any of the, the Democrats have they owned up to any of the responsibility or the, I guess, uh, complicity that the U.S. government has in, in, in bringing about Islamic fundamentalism or supplying
1: weapons to groups? I mean, have, they, have any of the Democrats say it? maybe that yeah. t- is
0: a taboo subject? isn't are talking yeah. about the cause of this hatred. Yeah. There's no discussion of that. No. Because they don't like our, freedoms. We just yeah. like
1: our freedom. <laughs> we just happen to
0: create these situations. And why do they get so pissed off at us for doing it? It's just, why can't they hate us? Because we're all good Christians over here. That's why they hate us. They hate our freedom. We're sitting in this
1: holy house.
0: You're struggling to create a, a, a modest radio station. and. They hate this freedom. This yeah. is what they hate, yeah. as the big business people have all kinds of freedom. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, I mean, you know, I mean, hate your freedom is, I mean, they're the ones, the ruling class has the freedom. They Freedom to exploit the minds of the of Freedom to comply.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, 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 yeah, we're we're all of these, we're giving
0: all of these options. But they're sectioned up. You know, there's, like, there's all this stuff, all this other stuff. Yeah. Like, you, you can do anything if you really.
1: Have, have <laughs> <laughs> you,
0: yeah. You can have all the free speech you want if you own the press or own a big radio station. You. Uh, or like. Then uh, then that, or like Joe Strummer saying in the class song, "Know Your Rights." Well, you have the right to free speech as long as you're not dumb enough to actually try it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, wanted, say, I wanted to ask uh, you to something. Uh, Um. Well, I was gonna. I was gonna. What was I gonna say? I'm gonna follow up. I was gonna say it gives uh, the, uh, the freedom to um that the free. Well, the freedom, the freedom, the freedom to to have to, to, to have to have a certain opinion or to choose a certain thing, as long as it as long as it's sanctioned for you to choose. You have all of these options, but they're all sanctioned for for you to choose. It's this, this this illusion. It, it creates this illusion that. That, that anything anything beyond what we're given is just uh, is is no good. It it, it won't work. Uh, mm-hmm. It it, it uh, and and then that's followed up with uh, you you have the freedom to to uh, to do all these things. Yeah, you you could have, have more freedom if you're a millionaire. Sure. And maybe you can be a millionaire someday. So call this mm-hmm. number and follow this program, and you yeah, know. You know, it's it's funny you're talking about sanctions, and there's opportunities everywhere. But I mean, they may deny you, you know, your any sort of welfare that you get, but that's not sanctioned by the by the institutions that do that. Or the police may abuse you, but the police don't sanction that. Or, or I mean, there's so many different types of abuse and denials and it's a few rotten apples. It's, not as, in, it's as, in, as in as in as 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 in Ian. <laughs> is is free to work in a in a veterinary clinic as long as he never says anything bad ever. You can have that freedom.
1: You now I wanted to ask you about Lincoln,
0: like what, how you ended up in Lincoln, why you stayed here for so long, and, and talk a bit about the projects that you were involved in. Mm-hmm. So I know you published a paper, and we, you, no, you I mean, was able to publish it and pretty <laughs> much. US and I know you had some, you about Open Harvest as well. Yeah, a little, a little part of Open Harvest, work. yeah. Well, my parents were in Wakefield, Nebraska, and I, when I got done with alternative service, I wanted to come back to Nebraska, and I um, know Lincoln seemed like a place to, uh, to study. So I came here to study. I studied English, and then I got married and had, uh, we had uh, two children, and, and Aaron and. Um, so this is where I really settled in. I met a person who was in STS in Newark, and he said that uh, to really make a change, this may be good advice for all of us, mm-hmm. we have to have radical patience. We have to be able to make a long-term commitment and not expect uh, instant gratification and all that we have to, develop, to pay our dues mm-hmm. to, to be appreciated by the community by doing a service. Mm-hmm. And it takes radical patience to really do this well. So I, I made a commitment to really work here. I had a family here. And um, so I continued organizing and uh, first uh, worked with, um, well, I helped with Open Harvest. It used to be called the Star Seed Food Conspiracy. Another <laughs> <laughs> so name they had was, we had this our store, but it ended up uh, Open Harvest.
1: And, and that, that
0: organization, I think, has moved in a somewhat small business direction, yeah. say at least. So, and, and then I, just as a way to protest the war in Vietnam, we organized a newspaper and a civil as a civil rights pro uh, pro gay. Um, uh, I could tell a funny story. You maybe want to censor out. But at one point, we said there was a there was a. Uh, bumper sticker that when Archibald Cox was fired by Nixon. Yeah. Do you know the case? I uh, know. And no. he was investigating, and and he fired, and and there was a bumper sticker that said, "Impeach the Cox actor." <laughs> <laughs> <And, laughs> <laughs> <laughs> this one
1: you know, I want
0: to cut out. And then, so I wrote this in the Gazette. I said I know it's interesting bumper sticker about Cox, impeach the Cox <laughs> And so I we got a letter from some gay liberationists in Chicago. That we got in the paper, and they said we were using. Fallatio in a negative sense. We, we shouldn't do that because it's really not fair. So I apologize to all the cocksuckers in Chicago.
1: Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't using it in that way. I, didn't, I was just—it's just, it's just it's become a pejorative. Where, where is, where is <laughs> Well, issue become primarily homosexual. <laughs> <but> I mean, <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah. They <laughs> took up <laughs> the cause. They took up the cause for heterosexuals too. <laughs> right. yeah. So, so, but then so the paper, but you can go and censor that.
1: You don't. Oh, uh, I, I don't want, want to censor sure. it. Sure. <laughs> I want to see
0: if you just put it on the radio and see what happens. <laughs> 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 late at night though, late at night is when. Yeah. So, if you can do it, so so I worked with the paper and then actually we another fellow <laughs> and I we organized. it that's right. Yeah, and then uh, we organized, uh, I, I worked with another small group, two of us, we organized the New Morning Press, which didn't work out well. Uh, we did some printing for the left, but that didn't work out well. I also worked with a group called the, the Thousand Flavors uh, Filmmaking Cooperative, and this group did not gel either, and we gave our camera to the, uh, to the Sheldon uh, Film Theater for film production, sixteen millimeter Bolex. So that some project and I tried to organize a radio station in um, in Omaha when the star broadcasting lost the license for K O I L and I just couldn't couldn't get that going. I also tried to organize a uh, television station, low power T V station, and I couldn't I just wasn't able to get that home was it I would assume it was easier to do, you know, the FM band when you when you try to start these stations. Yes. Uh, could you expand upon uh, the process? Oh, to Did do an FM know? station. How was that at the time? Uh, we had a hard time because of channel six. Channel six is at the bottom end of the uh, FM band, and so they they challenged us. We we worked with the National Federation of Community Broadcasters with uh, Jeremy Lansman, who was an expert engineer in. Um, St. Louis, and he helped other stations get started. So we had a, some external help, and then there was an engineer, local engineer, helped us, and we organized the application. And we had to wait from about 1973 to 1978 to get the license for a little 10 watt station in the north, and the to- on the te- on the taxicab uh, tower, North Lincoln, not a good place. We were originally going to be on the YMCA uh, building, but um, We were told by uh, one of the board members that they turned Mm -hmm. us down because they were afraid they would lose economic support. They had a left-wing radio station radiating, Uh, so we lost that site. So it it, it was really a struggle to get a 10-watt station started, but we did. And uh, and then we had a translator once on KOLN's tower. And I don't know why they would agree to that, but they did. And then we got uh, on the. cable system, channel 10, is on channel 10 then, and uh, so the, it was a real, it was a lot of work, but then it became very disappointing. So those were, let's see. Uh, and then the access channel, this is really ironic, and as an argument for constitutionalism because of the First Amendment and there being a legal franchise between the people of Lincoln to the city government and the then the cable franchisee. They had to provide first-come, 1st serve public access to that channel. And that's the channel of all the electronic work I've done that was most open on a consistent basis because it was a legal requirement, first-come, 1st serve. And so that, that's where I think I did my freest work. At one point at KZUM, when I was criticizing KZUM's management, they told me if I didn't stop criticizing KZUM on the public access channel, I would lose my programs on KZUM. So they wanted totalitarianism. They wanted to control free expression on the public access channel and in the station. It got that bad. What? And I know I was sort of disagreeable. I was really argumentative, if yeah. you, you can believe that. <laughs> I was argumentative. And I made things so – we had long meetings and discussions and conflicts about how open we should be. And, and I was very concerned about commercialization, which I think was proper and about making sure you have free speech, and on those issues they violated both. I think that kind of goes back to what we said in what would seem to be the majority of cases. Authorities don't want to have to be accountable because they can't justify their authority. That's right. They want to suppress the uh, dissent. They don't want to have the truth, or what is called the truth, come out illegitimate authority. Kind of like the Democratic Party. <laughs> <laughs> so they, 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 they love to like criticize the right wing and oh my God George Bush is so stupid and he screws up everything and like Republicans, oh my God. And, you know,
1: but don't criticize
0: us for something. So yeah. Their criticisms are in very superficial ways that, 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 that allow, allow for them to be critical but to actually <laughs> deal with anything. <laughs> Well, the mm-hmm. problem is that mm-hmm. any reasonable criticism of the Republican Party what, what, what would would implicate the, Demo- the Democrats. Do. Yeah, do you Often there are, there are progressive Democrats. There is a wing yeah. to the Democratic Party that deserves some respect. I think. Well, do you, think you have advice for you know activists in this community since you've been through you've been in a lot of groups that have failed and uh, I mean, what what advice do you give? Would you give to us? I thought from just. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, right? maybe what, what, if you could distill it down to a few principles, what works in organization and what doesn't? I think it depends upon the the composition of your group. If you have, if you are uh, good comrades or good friends, or no, you can trust each other, you can trust each other. You you really respect each other's integrity. You have a common, coherent vision, and you hold to that, and that vision is open to the individuality of each person being expressed that you really hold to the, the human rights of each other. And then you invite other people to get involved, but you're really careful about people who join in the inner circle, because if you have someone get, be part of your group who destroys any of that, then... Uh, it becomes very, very unhappy situations. So yes. I think you have to be vigilant about guarding a coherent, a respectable point of view. Yes. It's basically a, a fundamental underlying values that that need to be stuck to. and, and uh, I, th- I think we've done a good job of that by defining the stations. Like KZR didn't define itself as a left-wing well, at, least not, at least not when I listen to it now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I, well, it actually, it was defined, Actually, it was really uh, general sounding. Free expression, mm-hmm. non-commercialism, educational. But there are people who will define those words out of existence. So mm-hmm. I think you have to be real precise about just what mm-hmm. you mean by by free speech, if if mm-hmm. that's part of your group, and by if it's non-commercial, then you have to be really careful to define it reasonably well, and if you're going to be an educational project, if you're going to be an avant-garde group that's going to lead the way and really get the cutting edge of change and be really radical and you're going to hold to that and you're not going to have a lot of radical liberal discussion. You're just going to really be relentless in your edge pushing it forward. Uh, you, you have to decide what your identity is going to be. And I think we've kind of enveloped or you know, just expounded upon this talking about the non-commercial aspects, things that we could probably add on to our uh, platform as more descriptive uh, labels. Also, I think each of us has to really understand ourselves and avoid any kind of self-deception. I deceive myself about thinking, this is going to work out. After I was assaulted and not one person lifted a finger to... i mean, they, they, Two African-Americans were there and they pulled him away. Or actually, another and a, a European American pulled away this uh, assaulter, but when I, I just kept with this. I, I thought I should stay and try to improve it and save it, but I probably shouldn't resign. Yeah, that. that's really, That's really a lot. Of, a lot of what left wing or left-wing people are under the impression, of, because I mean, again, again, I mean, even 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 the most the most left-wing person still grows up uh, in a culture that that that. Uh, Feed them this information that you know. This, this is this, this is how things can work, and you know if you can make it work. Yeah. Within it's, it's all it's all set up to be conforming to this overall. Yeah. Uh, it's an organized thing, and it, right. it it gets in your brain, and you yeah. and you and you. I mean, you could be the most liberal person ever, and, and still think, well, I can get this worked out. We should be able to talk about this. Yeah. Like a lot of people stay in failed marriages, even though the husband or wife is abusive. Just saying, we just we just be able to talk about this, talk about it, mm-hmm. talk about it. It's kind of will be better. And sometimes you have to make a radical change or a very basic change. Uh, Sundays on uh, on our station are going to be devoted to free thought, humanism, atheism, agnosticism. Yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah.
0: you're going to bash God for all the <laughs> things. Yeah. No,
1: no. Affirm no. no. the
0: non-existence of God. Yeah. And I was just wondering what your opinion is, if you have any theological belief or, or talk about your last... Era. Well, I was raised as a, a Lutheran. Not, not Missouri Synod, but a Lutheran Church in America, an American mm-hmm. Lutheran Church. And I I, uh, I remember arguing with one of my Sunday school teachers, and she was talking about the human heart and how we feel with our hearts, and I said, "You know, we don't feel with our hearts. That the heart pumps blood." sociology <laughs> and it's a metaphor. And I had this sort of skeptical attitude, and eventually I uh, I came to. I always wanted to be a good boy when I was very young. I wanted to do good things, good be good. That's as good and and,
1: and, and, and good, and as I was saying before,
0: good. I mean, it, it, good. I mean, when you're really young, it, it's good as 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 your surroundings. Yeah, as, as, as it has been defined by your
1: surroundings. But even then,
0: I my father had racist tendencies, and I used to argue with him. He was a, a wonderful big band uh, um, drummer, mm-hmm. and we used to I used to tease him and say, "Well, what if uh, Lester Young, this great African American uh, saxophonist, and he loved uh, Count Basie." Wanted to play. Would live next door. Would you want him not to live next door because he was African American? So I, I mm-hmm. and and I've gone on from my father's wonderful taste in music to appreciating music that he probably wouldn't like. So I try to keep the best qualities of my father and, and my mother and to take them and my grandparents to take them to a higher level. To leave behind the worst and take ahead the best. So I I uh, try to. Uh, to be a good boy, but a goodness defined in a in a more authentic and a in a truer way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, good to me means expropriating the expropriators. It means overcoming this corrupt ruling class. It means not being a a good boy in the old sense. Mm-hmm. Not being a good old boy. I was thinking that um, that famous quote that, <clears throat> that the problem is not that people do bad things but that good people stand by and let bad things happen. That's and funny. when you were talking about people um, pulling away the person that assaulted you, I was thinking, you know, it's, it's people's complicity in these acts because they agree idea. <laughs> they may not agree with violence being used, but they agree ideologically with people that commit violence. Mm. They don't stop violence simply because they're in agreement with the position that someone holds. I think cool. a lot of people, so one one of the members of the board of directors, or one of the key members, leaders of the station yeah. said to me, Ron, you're going to have to respect this guy because mm-hmm. I deserve like I deserve respect. And he was, he was an, a technician with uh, ETV, educational television, he had a, so, and there was one other person there, a very sleazy person, was a researcher with uh, Austral Daniels Midlands, this um, Sort of so-called liberal professionals there, mm-hmm. who were fascistic in their methods. So it was very eye-opening to me to get to know this this uh, liberal authoritarianism. Yeah. it's amazing how some people will say, "Well, I don't participate. In, you know, they don't participate in violence, or they're not a part of that." But they don't do anything to stop it. Well, that's, that's that a platform, it. You but also you also have people like the wonderful member of your message board, who is so much of a pacifist that. Absolutely, absolutely no force in any situation whatsoever is ever a good thing. Even if you know some, you know like whatever what One of your one of your friends is like being assaulted, and no. so you don't do anything because all violence is wrong, and that it creates yeah. this weird paradox. Like I heard one pacifist say that she would accept a, a sword into her body for fear, like a pike, a wooden pike into her body for fear that the sultan would get slivers in his hand. She didn't, she didn't want him to suffer when oh, he killed yes. her. Just this extreme, strange, almost uh, self-hating yeah. kind of, of would-be pacifism. Which, 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 which ironically is exactly what the ruling powers want. Well, <laughs> oh, you've got kind of support there's a, kind of there's a kind of dominant trend that way in the anti-war movement where it's just people who are out there week after week tend to be the pacifists. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's sort of how you can say that Christianity and certain Christian values or what you would pass off as Christian values pervade some some of the left, but especially the right part of the left because, you know, the sort of sacrificial lamb
1: yeah. you know, that
0: you sacrifice, or there's, there's some sort of great glory in, in being a martyr. Sending our boys off to war to die if necessary. Yeah. And I think, you know, the left when he has enough martyrs, it's better to live for a cause than to die for one. <laughs> yeah. and I, so. I, was, I was talking about, uh, I don't know if you're <coughs> hmm. you are Mary Churchill. church you wrote a book about uh, pacifism, eschatology, and taxidermy, um, and pacifist movements within the left. Was he a college teacher? Yeah, he oh, was, yeah. a uh, Native American college teacher. Hmm. Do you, do you consider yourself uh, non-theist or post-theological? Or? Uh, actually, i if I have a God, uh, I, I just have an ultimate concern. I yeah. think Paul Tillich said, one's God is one's ultimate concern. Yeah. And I'm ultimately concerned about justice and love. So I'm kind of an idealist, as you can tell. failed yeah. <laughs> idealist sometimes, but I, 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 would, I want to be loyal to my transcendent mm-hmm. signifier mm-hmm. My, the highest level I'm reaching for is uh, love and justice. Mm-hmm. I, I want to help love and justice be made real. You still so go, I, don't, I don't go to church. I, mm-hmm. I, I've gone to Unitarian church sometimes. Yeah. The, uh, the Quakers uh, have a wonderful silent meeting. Mm-hmm. I, I, but I don't believe in a, a God who created the universe. I don't you still sort of take ethical values from, from um, some Christian people. Uh, Traditions. Traditions. I mean, you still used to call Mm -hmm. yourself a Christian atheist.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, some people call
0: themselves Christian atheists. Yeah. They accept the uh, the Sermon on the Mount yeah. but they don't believe Jesus rose into uh, The Jefferson seconds. Bible? He <laughs> <that>? I, no, <laughs> huh? I, <laughs> Jefferson took all the parts of the Bible out that he liked. A lot of it is about needless suffering and death and a very it's vengeful glory. God. Well, this wasn't well, going to be a complete two hours with you until you said the expression needless suffering and death. <laughs> That's a classic. That's a But isn't that really what it's about? Yeah, it's a tradition I'm part of. Would you consider yourself a humanist, or do you ever use that label? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say. Uh, well, someone would say uh, socialist humanism. Yeah, but I'm definitely uh, uh, nothing human is alien to me. Yeah. In terms, of I want to understand the human condition, and I'm interested in the, in the stars. Uh-huh. But I think uh, it's more the stars in our minds, the constellations in our psyches that is of greater interest to me. So I'm... Uh, five more minutes. I, I have one more question. I want to know if you thought religious belief is, is a major obstacle towards a cost society. I think, I think it cuts both... I think it's a, a paradox. Yeah. Uh, Martin Luther King was religious and his fruits were beautiful fruits. Um, George Bush is a fundamentalist, and his fruits are the fruits of blood and guts and horror. Mm-hmm. So, I think people who have a transcendent belief, if it's authentic, and they really are um, promoting goodness in the name of—if it's in the name of God, if it's in the name of nature, if it's in the name of an ethical set of principles—I look at the fruits of their behavior. So, I wouldn't categorically say to someone, "Don't be religious." I would say if you're going to be religious, be a good person. If you're going to be an atheist, be a good person. To me, that's the, that's the question. Yeah, it's mean, more about how people act what the way they think about getting there. So, so you're saying religion test? or not being religious, either way you can justify doing things that are helpful to people? I think need. the Old Testament, uh, the way uh, <laughs> Marx, Karl Marx was yeah. part of the Jewish tradition, mm-hmm. I think the sense of Isa and Micah and Isaiah, uh, Jeremiah, and the old the prophets who raged against corruption in the name of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, today we can rage against corruption in the name of justice. But I, I think it's a question of the uh, the nature of the person's uh, uh, action in the world. Jackson was saying something very similar a few weeks ago when, when we were talking about you know, you, have, you have people like. Martin Luther King and uh, Malcolm X. And they are very, very religious. And then you have an atheist like uh, and, and, uh, Ayn Rand and Russell. Who are, Ayn Rand was terrible. terrible. Now, well, well, I, I, uh, that was my uh, point.
1: Uh, that was uh, point that was, 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 the whole uh, point uh, uh, is like uh, 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 like uh, uh, you have religious
0: people like Malcolm X and you have atheists like Ayn Rand. So it is hardly a litmus test. That is for ethical guidelines. When we were starting our, our free thought organization, we chose a human because it said something about what you believe. Atheism doesn't mean anything. Atheism, you don't have there's no moral code. I mean, atheism doesn't say anything about you. You can be an atheist, and you know, Stalin was an atheist. So a lack of belief doesn't necessarily mean anything. It yes. It's morally vacuous, so you, you need a philosophy also. The existentialists, yeah. I think, would argue that atheism opens the way to authentic responsibility. Yeah. You can't point to God, you have to always point to your own choices. Yeah, exactly. This is a, an argument against uh, religious belief. Yeah. And of course, a fundamentalist Christian would say like, you have you, you too big of an ego that you're, actually, you're, actually, you're, actually, you're actually taking responsibility for what you're doing to your You have to accept yourself as human to <laughs> yeah. build and then recognize that a human had to be
1: sacrificed for that
0: To take this into to a political direction, the capitalists would say, I have no responsibility because it's everyone else's responsibility in society to take care of themselves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it As they line their pockets
1: we taking care, care of them, They're They're they, and with,
0: all, with, all, with all the people working away in the workshops, and <laughs> 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 taking
1: it's, it. <laughs> it?
0: it's just nonsense, isn't it? Capitalism seems to require theological uh, beliefs in my opinion, because... You know, I mean, I mean, some it, sort it, of power, I mean, even if it's just the hand of the market, yeah. there's got to be some sort of justice. A belief that money is a sign of virtue. Yeah. This yeah. is a very common. It's an extreme. And the Puritans had this attitude that if you were rich, you were chosen. Yes. Yeah, that's kind yeah. And this obsession with money is—it's it? like—it's it's to, it's, it's to an extent that is that is almost—are we losing time? We've got two minutes. Well, but you're strict yeah, on the str- yeah. You don't just say, well, let's just go on. Got to, you never say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd nice. we go a little long. <laughs> <we're, we're, we're laughs> maybe I have to trim <laughs> some blank spots in this music. I
1: just
0: Are you, some more formal than others? It's more formal than the rest of us. Not necessarily. I'm not much recording shows in one take. That's something people don't like the idea of. Well, it's more just scheduling. I'm more in terms of keeping it within the time parameters to make it scheduled properly. This could have been oh. be That's why I'm keeping track of the time. And of course, I'm doing the station IDs to keep this legal. <laughs> and as I was saying, I mean, we couldn't, it would, it would, it would, it, 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 it's a bit,
1: I, have, I, I actually,
0: I just realized something. Uh, back when, that's uh, when you're on public access. Um, dur- during, during the time when um, Mike Johans was our mayor, to try to get rid of it. Uh, I noticed that whenever you whenever you were talking about that, the audio cut out. Oh my
1: God. Is that right? Yeah, that, I, 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 was that. If, I was wondering if
0: you were aware of that. No, I never I, I don't know I, I don't know if it was I know it
1: could, it could, have, been, it could have been a, it could have been a, complete, a completely completely uh, yeah he was trying to get rid of
0: public access or whatever I specifically noticed that whenever you began talking about Mike out. children ever relapse yeah. a pattern. Yeah, really. <laughs> wow. You, you still call I, yourself Trotskyist? Trotsky? I think that's what you? Well, I have. I suppose I have Trotskyist tendencies in yeah. the sense I'm a militant anti-Stalinist. Yeah. With that. Uh, I, I have. I tend. I, I think I'm a communist with anarchist tendencies. Yeah. That's how I see my. my yeah. we up on the end of this time. I want to fill that a little. Well, there is. Well, thanks so much that? for inviting me. Yeah, I really yeah, enjoyed our yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah. It was. We always have fun doing next year. <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to come to Portugal and, and uh, <laughs> visit us.